You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling, and I'm your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining us today in the podcast. But before we get to the podcast, you know what you got to do. Hit us up on all the social media outlets, eh? If you could just go there to the old uh, iTunes, give us a rate, review, subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and a favorable review. We would be uh, we would be very happy with that. Help you help me uh, grow the show a little bit. Uh, not only that, uh, check us out on Spotify. Uh, we are on Spotify. We are on uh, oh Jeepers. Where else are we? We're on Facebook. Go on Facebook and join the Facebook group for Talk and Wrestling page. We have that on Facebook. Uh, we are also on uh, TNW Pod on the Twitter. Uh, if you go to Instagram, we are on Instagram. Uh, we're well, it's Talk and Wrestling Podcast at Instagram.com. So hit us up there. Uh, give us a follow on all these places, and we would appreciate it. Don't forget to leave comments in the comment section. And, uh, yeah, all that stuff would be really groovy. Apple Music, we're also there. We're basically wherever popular podcasts are found. Uh, so check us out. Uh, but right now, uh, a little bit of a change. Reese Turner is... Uh, is usually on the show. He's on assignment, but right now, after SummerSlam or any of the original four, we always bring back the original guest, the original co-host, the man uh, who smells burnt toast. Please welcome my roommate, Jeff McHenry. Jeff, how are you? I'm good, Casey. How are you? I am. I'm great. I'm great. Uh, I am on uh, tour right now. Of course, you know that because you can't see me in Studio A, uh, where we usually would do the podcast. Uh, of course, uh, why would Jeff be at the studio? Uh, he lives there. So, um, yeah. How you doing, bud? You I'm doing great. well. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, did you watch a lot of wrestling last weekend? It was a weekend packed I... with events and... Uh, and, and 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 matches galore it was it was i watched rick flair almost die about six times i think yeah oh my you know what when we were on the way up to the rick flair weekend and by this way this, this is the SummerSlam review but by but there's just so much more rick flair's uh, retirement match is uh, i believe it's his ninth and uh <laughs> and but nine's a lucky number and that's when you want to go out however um Okay, there was, uh, oh man, oh yeah, on the way up we were laughing about, or you were laughing, well we were laughing about how you couldn't wait to watch um, Ric Flair cry, and at some point in the roast <laughs> he's going to break down and cry, and um, so I was out, I was out doing a show, and I didn't get to see the roast until, uh, I, I was like, I'm going to watch it when I get home. Oddly enough, when I got home, the roast was still happening. I was like, oh, my God, this roast is like an AEW fucking pay-per-view. You know, <laughs> how long is this yes. thing going? So, so, uh, but then the first thing I saw on the roast was the Rock's roast uh, or tribute to Ric Flair. And, of course, you know what happened. He just, he it wasn't even after. 
it was during Ric Flair is just bawling. He's just yeah, yeah, yes, ba- yes, he bawling like bawling like you could like oh my god he's so true you know and he and fuck I couldn't stop laughing from that point out till so at first it was great so uh, the roast because it was just that and then it was the rebuttal and you know I hadn't seen anything of the roast yet until but I, until I woke up the next day. And then I watched the roast uh, the next morning. So, yeah, that's uh, but but yeah, Ric Flair crying like you couldn't have nailed it on the head more like any more than you did. You were one hundred percent right, and it was the funniest um, thing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I know. I knew uh, that was uh, that was going to happen. Yeah, our buddy uh, Tyler Morrison was at the roast, and uh, yeah, I think we can spoil the magic. He was supposed to write some jokes for rick flair and i said yeah he's just gonna be drunk and crying at that point and that that's exactly what he did yeah so tyler wrote all these like really funny jokes for rick flair and rick flair's crying and being like then wendy had to change my shit bag four times in a day <laughs> yeah uh, I, I think tyler's jokes would have been better than learning back how many times when yeah. he had to well just it's colostomy just, bag. he just he just realized like, he just left out the tyler joke he's like when wendy had to change my shit bags she learned what the real rick flair drip was <laughs> you know um and and let me just say this as far as the roast went i love there's people upset about like roast jokes like they're like, oh, uh, God. they're like, oh my God! All the like, they're they're mostly upset for like taking up for Vicky Guerrero. It's like you know, Vicky Guerrero is a heel, and she said worse things. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like you know, Ricky Ricky Guerrero has you know, like she's had twenty thousand people boo her. Like you don't think she can take a few fucking you know, cum slut jokes? Like, <laughs> come on. She's been through worse. Her fucking love of her life is dead. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that's that's right. You know, that's, she's that's been, she, like just relax. And, and everybody that is on the roast, they know, like they can before the roast backstage, they can say, "I'm uncomfortable with this. Please do not roast me or take it easy on me." Like, I think Tyler had numerous Ty Domi jokes. Well, I know he had several. I know he had one because I wrote mm-hmm. it, but like. <laughs> uh, but he just said flat out, Tyler Do- Ty Domi told me not to make fun of him, and uh, so all these jokes are done. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> he just put like he's like I'm not gonna fuck with Ty Domi because like <laughs> I know these comics can't punch for real. I know the wrestlers don't punch for real, but the only guy that does punch for real is fucking Ty Domi, and I'm not gonna fight him. So that's right. You know. He's the only, the tough Ty Domi's the toughest guy on that day, and I think Ric Flair would even have said that. So, you know, it. Uh, but then you know, it's just like, man, uh, even the con like they they did not know what they were doing when they put um, when they put uh, Tyler on first. Tyler on first, yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's a he's a he was like a, a nobody, and all these you know American guys are. Well, they're they're not they're not somebodies, but they're you know in between nobodies and somebodies. And yes. Yeah, 
Tyler killed it and nobody could follow him. No, no, nobody could follow him. And like, like sure, like Earl Skakel had a couple funny jokes and the other guy had a couple funny jokes. And then the guy that thought he was a cowboy was not funny at all. Like Dan St. Germain is like, he was terrible. He was yeah. like, and uh, the, the one guy that kept on telling them, you guys are fucking pussies. It's a fucking roast. Like, you know, it's just like, you notice Tyler didn't have to tell him it was a roast or a puss. Like, they, <laughs> no. not once, because every joke that Tyler did told you it was a roast. You exactly. Know? And I just love halfway through, Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. My name is Tyler Morrison. How do you like me now? <laughs> like, fucking the arrogance is right yeah, up there. Like, he was a... Uh... He was born to be a professional wrestler. Oh, yeah. Like, comic, so. where he put the glasses on for a joke, and then he took them off. <laughs> um, yeah, he was, uh, to be honest, I just, every joke he did was great. Uh, like, oh, the real train, the real plane ride from hell is the guy sitting in between the window and Conrad. <laughs> oh, my God. That, like, just clever, clean, and then, you know, like. Just really good joke, right? Of course, you got the Virgil joke in there. Uh, like people were upset about the, the the first joke of the night, which was about Jericho's wife storming the storming the fucking Capitol, you know. And uh, yeah, get a life, people. If you didn't think it was funny, we're actually going to talk more about this uh, next. I think it's the next episode. We're going to have Tyler Morrison on talking wrestling. So oh, nice. he's going to give us the backstory. We're going to hear everything about the roast and more. Man. Yeah. So so that's all great. Because like, I, I wrote, like, I was so proud of him. Like, you know, fuck the JFL. <laughs> you know? It's Absolutely, like, yeah. That's because up in Canada, there's a big comedy festival called Just for Laughs going on. And every comedian wants to be there every year at this time. And I was like, well, he did it right. I would rather be at Ric Flair's retirement match, any of them, than uh, just for laughs, you know. And, uh, yeah, like, it was just, it was great. It was great. Um, now, so now. Tune in, tune in next week if you want to hear uh, which wrestlers still do cocaine. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, the answer is knobs. Um <laughs> He's also got a new finisher where he strangles you with his turkey neck. Um, <laughs> it turns out Knobs uh, is the gobbledygooker. <laughs> like, um, yeah, it was uh, it was great. It was great. So, so that was the Friday night. Now the Saturday um, was SummerSlam, but there's so many, so many uh, things before SummerSlam. Like, did you watch any of the other Starcast interviews or anything? Uh, no, no, I didn't watch any of the other uh, sarcasts. Uh, oh, things. dude, no. you gotta, you gotta, you gotta watch Brett at the 30th anniversary of Wembley. It's <laughs> so good. Just him, him talking about how drugged up Davy Boy is again. You 100%. 100%. He's like, you know, Davy had uh, this reoccurring staph infection that came a lot, a lot, that came back a lot uh, when he conveniently needed it to. And, uh, you know, all, I never, I never expected him to have a staph infection. I, I just always knew it was, a, you know, drugs, drug hangovers, <laughs> you know, and like, 
He didn't work out at all that summer. Like, I don't remember Davy Boy coming into Wembley looking like a slob. Like, he looked, no, he looked like Davy Boy, Boy Smith. Smith. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a guy who hadn't worked out all summer. <laughs> who just smoked crack all summer, apparently. And then he comes in. And it's like, I know this is a great thing for Brett to say how great it was that he basically... You know, people say, oh, the match. Yeah. Du- yeah, Dusty could wrestle with a broomstick. It's like, well, try fucking wrestling with a fucking punching bag. Just the punching bag, not even hanging up. You have to lift it. You have to do everything with it. And it's like, yeah, well, try being the punching bag going through the match. <laughs> <laughs> it's equally as impressive, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. It's also impressive that. If that's true, Davy Boy Smith was the best-looking crackhead of all time. Not only my that, goodness. I would let him drive my car impaired any day of the week. <laughs> if he could make it through that match with 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 like it's not look at when you're when you're drunk, you can do anything. When you're hungover, <laughs> you can't do anything. He wasn't drunk. He was hungover. Like he was coming like so I can't even imagine how he did this well probably more drugs but uh <laughs> also bret hart and uh it was just great because it was i never realized it was the first pay-per-view uh especially big pay-per-view without hogan and like so much was on the shoulders of oh of, that's true of bret and and it was supposed to be bret and sean originally but he's like no if it's in Wembley, it's got to be Brett and Davey. It's got to be me and Davey. And he goes, if we do Washington, well, then it'll be me and Sean. But you can't not go to Wembley and not have Davey. And then he goes, and for me to put him over, it was my idea. It was totally selfless. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, uh, but it's great. Like, it's so, it's so great. It's just 100% Brett. And then, you know, it's just awesome. He's like, uh, sits down at the Ric Flair match. Hey, Taker, my uh, StarCast interview outdrew your WWF speech. How do you like that? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Mick, how's your two going? So, anyways, uh, yeah. And then the uh, the, as far as the match of Ric Flair, I didn't watch the whole card. Even the I start I started watching the card, then I fell asleep, and then I fell, and then I saw parts of the Ric Flair match, and I was. I haven't went back and watched it. I know what happened. He lost. He bled. It's a Ric Flair match. You know, it's like he's not doing any new spots. If anything, he's not. He's he can't even do the old spots. So, um, yeah, I'm not. I wasn't interested in watching the match after I started watching it because, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just like yeah, like Matt McCarthy said. Um, if you don't want to go in, like he goes, if you can, if you can be the nature boy, then be the nature boy. But nature boy never wore a shirt, you know. He's the nature boy. That's that's true. And he goes, and if you got to the point where you have to wear a shirt to be the nature boy, then you're not the nature boy. The nature boy, it's natural. It's not natural to wear a shirt in wrestling, <laughs> you know. So and you're not a you're not a boy. You got oh, saggy old man tits. You, you know, you look terrible. So, you know, but he's like, at least this time I had more family, more friends, more debt. And 
which is why we needed another one. Oh, gosh. These tears, I can't let them go. Connor's making me bottle them. Um, you know, Conrad making me bottle them. So, you know, but uh, what are you going to do? Uh, SummerSlam. SummerSlam was, what did you think? It was a good show. Yeah. This is the first pay-per-view of the post-McMahon era. The, or, yeah, or they the call it Triple H, Triple H era. And uh, I got to tell you, um, not only did I think SummerSlam was great, I also thought Raw was solid. I watched, I watched Raw. I thought it was good as well. I think maybe uh, the, uh, you know, because what I like too is I like this about AEW and I like this about, about well, SummerSlam is, look at you have a fucking huge roster, but not everybody needs to be on every pay-per-view and no. every card. You know, I hate it when they're like, we got to fit everybody on the show on the card. So they just have a bunch of matches that don't make sense. I was like, just have quality matches that make sense. And if you didn't, and if you weren't on the card, well, you know, work your ass off and get on Raw and get, go from there. Like, you know, that's the best thing I can say. Like, look at um, uh, Alpha Academy, probably one of the best things on Raw was not on the Drew McIntyre, definitely one of the best things. Not on the show. You know, they had him come out and do a speech. And I'm like, no, leave pay-per-views for wrestling. Nobody wants to watch the Road Warriors drive motorbikes to the fucking ring with Jocko <laughs> to cut a promo and not have a match. That's, that's fuck off. You know, SummerSlam is for, it's SummerSlam, not Summer Yak or Summer Speech, you know. So, you know, but uh, but overall... Uh, the matches, my God, talk about twice as, you know, twice as nice Becky versus Belair. Like, is this a, is this, I hope this isn't like, well, it's obviously going to be put on hold, but I want more Belair and Becky. And now have you noticed that now that Ric Flair's retired, Becky's calling herself the man again. Yeah, it, yeah, it was a very good match, and uh, she should be the man. It's Ric Flair. It's a moniker. You can't, you can't claim that. It's like, oh come on, Lewis Black. What do you mean you can't icon. claim words? Like, there's so many people that have been called icon that you know, it, Shawn Michaels can't just say I'm the icon and nobody else is an icon. Yeah, it was just a way for him to get. <laughs> hopefully another check because he needs it yeah it's just uh it's stupidity but but she's out she she hurt her shoulder she fucked up her shoulder in that match so she's out but uh there's some there was some fucking really good spots like and you know how much i hate the, how beller's hair comes into it but the <laughs> one where the turn the turn the turn the the post was involved where becky grabbed her hair and she went to pull her into the post but then mm -hmm. Bianca countered and she put up her leg so that you couldn't pull her into the post. And then she pulled back on her hair and pulled Becky into the post. Did you see that? I did. That was great. I thought that was great. I thought, like, there were certain moments of SummerSlam that I just thought, like, fuck, that's well put together. And, like, I, like I'll tell you right now, the highlight for 
me for the entire SummerSlam. Best thing overall, I thought um, Logan Brown's frog splash was the best thing on the whole pay-per-view. Logan Paul, not Logan Brown. It doesn't matter. Frog splash boy. His. I think Logan Brown's a. He's a comic in Ottawa. Comic in Ottawa. Yeah, I met him last night. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell him I talked about him on the podcast so I can get another yeah. listener. Um, Logan Paul, that frog splash. I've never like seen anybody hold the tuck for that long, like. He stayed tucked in the whole time in the air, and then at the very end, flattened out, and it was like the greatest vlog splash I'd ever seen in my life. Like it was just amazing, and it's just like I think the WWE needs Logan Paul. They they can't let this guy go, and they haven't. They signed him, so he's now going to be there. But I'm like, this is the second match this guy's had, and it's a step above Pat McAfee, and. You know, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they're looking for more people like that, where these people are very talented. They have their own built-in audience, but if we can get them to cross over into wrestling, that's pretty solid, you know, because they already have Ronda, you know, uh, again, her match at SummerSlam, I, I just feel, look at. I know you like Liv, but... I do like Liv Morgan. But, fuck, they're not doing anything for her. <laughs> like, well, she... The match was the way I think that match should have been, where, like, you look at her and... Can she go one-on-one with Ronda Rousey? No. no. So, Ronda beat her up, and then Liv caught her in a... Or, you know... Ronda had her shoulders pinned to the mat, and yeah, live one by Ronda had her, and she tapped out. And I, I, I like that match for what it was, and it got Ronda suspended, so she'll go away and not use any more dates on her contract. She'll come back as a heel, so I, I like that for what it was. I just think that, um, that that it made Liv look super weak, and then not only that. Um, okay, yeah, sure, you know, so she looks super weak, but it's just like, again, you know, they're bringing, they just signed, like, Sasha and Trinity are coming back, and Bailey's back, and, uh, Asuka's back, like, they're gonna have, for like, Becky might be the only one missing out on the entire roster, they might have finally have their full woman's roster and uh i don't know somebody's got like bailey's gonna have a belt around her way sooner or later unless they bring back the women's tag titles with the girls that took them <laughs> you know because they haven't had them on since they walked out <laughs> with them but but maybe they could come back and bring in the, and maybe hunter could build a tag team division with the women and with the men and have it mean something you know um yeah i just I just thought, like, it's just like, you know, with Bailey coming back, she's going to be in the heavyweight pitcher. I mean, the heavyweight. I guess we just call it a woman's championship. You don't call it a heavyweight. (laughs) (laughs) Fat shaming Casey Corbin. There he is. Yeah, that's me. Fat shaming Casey Corbin. Fuck. Bailey, put her in the heavyweight pitcher. Have you seen her lately? Oh, 
I think Bailey looks fantastic. I love. I thought she looked great as well. I, li- I like her haircut. I like her haircut. I like her cleavage. I like her outfit. I like her <laughs> everything. I like. I like grown up Bailey, and I liked her posse. Dakota guy is back, and Iro uh, Iro Shrai is that it? Is that it? Iro, yes, Iro, Iro uh, Shirai, and now she's I was Iro, right. Iro Sky. Yeah. Okay. Oh well, I mispronounced it probably anyways. So she's back now. You the, could, this you're, you'd mispronounce Sky. <laughs> oh, Shrai, I said Elo Shrai. Uh, yeah, that was her name originally. Now yeah. It's, now it's Sky. Yeah. Yeah. I said, but the, I actually said it right, which I usually would probably mispronounce it and say Sky. But anyways, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, no. Well, it does matter if you're her. So says Corey Corbin. So, um, <laughs> what else did you like about SummerSlam? Uh, well, I liked. Um, I was finally able to enjoy it uh, during uh, uh, the Bobby Lashley uh, um, uh, theory match. I didn't even tell you this. So I'm sitting here trying to enjoy uh, SummerSlam, and I just hear like beep, 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 beep. so I'm like, is there a car alarm going off? And then, uh, so I went outside, and I don't hear anything. And I come back inside, beep, 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 beep. and I look at our neighbor's uh, doorway, and he has an alarm going off. And the only thing I can make out is there's a, there's a picture of a person, and it's crossed out. And I'm like, oh my god, what the hell does? So I think we have carbon monoxide poisoning, of course, and I'm the only one in the house. Uh, so I open up all the windows, uh, and, uh, your door and, uh, and, uh, Joseph's not here. So I'm going to die from carbon monoxide. Um, and, uh, and, uh, nobody else is, uh, going to die from it. It's just going to be me. And that sounds like one of Jeff's crazy thoughts, but we have a carbon monoxide detector, um, uh, that our landlord gave us and Casey had it plugged in for about an hour and then he unplugged it. And what was your reasoning, Casey? Oh, uh, you know how, uh, when the batteries go, when the batteries start going, it starts just beep, beeping every now and again. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go to get batteries, new batteries. Yeah. 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 So, so I just, what, what happened? Yeah. I our landlord it. gave us a carbon monoxide detector and uh, and Casey plugged, plugged it. it in, yeah. and then he unplugged it. And I go, why'd you unplug it? He goes, ah, oh, the thing was beeping. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, so the carbon monoxide detector was going off, so no, 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 no. solution was that. No, no, it, it wasn't going unplug it. That's That's not why it was going off. The batteries uh-huh. were dying, and when the batteries get low, it beeps, much like a fire alarm will beep. Your fire alarm will beep when the battery goes low. You can look around. There's no fucking fire. I know you can't see carbon monoxide, but I'm pretty sure I was right because I've been living there 15 years and I'm not dead. So, we are still alive. Yes. 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 Yeah. So this is in one of your one of your things. Yes. One of my things. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, so I think I'm gonna die from carbon monoxide, and I start going to. Uh, uh, my intrusive thought board, and uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm gonna die of carbon monoxide. Casey, you you tried to poison me. Yes, of course um, I did. Yes, um, 
now I know it's like, well, how can I poison you? I'm out of town. And how convenient is that? Hmm? Hmm? Of course, of course, you'd be out of town to set up your alibi. Yeah, oh. of course. Yeah, I want to. Uh, yeah, why would I? Why would I want to do that? Like that doesn't make any sense at all. Yes, you. Yeah. So anyway, Joseph finally gets home, and I find out that he has a motion detector upstairs. Okay. And uh, and uh, a mouse ran across the floor. So. <laughs> so. That's that's what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I wasn't going to die of carbon monoxide. And this was all going on during the first two matches of SummerSlam. So I was kind of enjoying it, but kind of also thinking I was about to die. Oh, my God. And then and then and then I got the good news that, oh, no, it uh, it wasn't carbon monoxide. We literally just have mice roaming above us. So if that's not a terrifying visual also. I don't know what is. People in Toronto, uh, there's a lot of old houses, mm-hmm. and uh, we live in an old. Mice house. could just fucking just fucking just frog splash onto my lap. I'm just sitting watching TV. Just frog splash into my lap like like Logan Brown. No, I don't think you know <laughs> how you don't think you know how they work. They don't want us be in contact with people. So they try to hide. That's why they only come out at night mostly and uh, try to avoid people. So, um, yeah, it's not, uh, you know, you know, this is, well, welcome to Mice Talk uh, here on uh, TNW. Uh, speaking of uh, <laughs> mice, uh, Mighty Mouse, Ray Mysterio Jr. and his son, are they sponsored by Slim Jim? <laughs> Did they look like Slim Jim sponsored them and gave them those outfits? I don't know. Somebody is still sponsoring Dominic Mysterio because, yeah, it, it's amazing how, like, Logan Paul's had two matches, Pat McAfee's had four matches, and Dominic Mysterio still just looks like somebody they picked out of the crowd to me. Like, he just looks like a fan who got to live his dream. And I know he can kind of do the moves now, but I... I don't know. I don't. I don't buy. When Dominic Rey Mysterio, Mysterio goes, his son's going to be gone. Things are going to change. Like, I hope so. Like there, you know, like you never, you never know who Hunter likes and who Hunter doesn't like. You know, for example, I, you know, like, uh, you know, like look at what Hunter did with NXT and how hot it used to be before Vince changed it. Like, look at the people that he, in like that he liked. You know, like. Like I think Vince being gone is going to be better for Kevin Owens, um, Seth Rollins. Although it's pretty good for Seth as is, you know. But I just think there are other people that that is going to benefit. Unfortunately, um, we don't know if we're ever going to see Brock again. You know, the way Brock left the ring at SummerSlam would lead you to believe that he might not be coming back. And now that Vince McMahon's not there to fly him down or send him his jet whenever he wants to bring him in, <laughs> and I don't think Hunter really likes him as much as Vince does, you know, uh, it's going to yeah, be interesting. Yeah, I don't think he likes Hunter as much as he likes Vince either. Well, no, because Hunter's probably not going to send him the private jet to fucking fly wherever he wants, you know? <laughs> he, uh, so who knows if Brock will ever be back? Um, who knows? Like, literally... It, 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 uh, we don't know. I honestly, yeah, who knows? Who knows? 
But um, I don't. It's amazing how nobody's figured out where he lives. It's like look, look for the WWE jet in a field in Saskatoon. That's that's where he is. Yeah, that's called the Regina Airport, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise. He could just have a, a, a strip in a cornfield. You never know. Where Vince has to land like he's fucking delivering drugs to a Mexican cartel. Or from the Mexican cartel. Um, Bobby Lashley defeated Theory uh, for the U.S. title. I do like now jumping on Raw the next night. Uh, one of the things I liked about Raw was how, you know, like they're trying to reestablish a belt's credibility. You know, they ran the... I saw uh, that, where like, they did a little package on the U.S. title. Yes, and then they booked it with two triple threat matches that would lead to two, one match and one winner would wrestle Bobby Lashley next week. I was like, wow, now we have matches that have value and importance on Raw. This is fantastic. Like, this is good. This is really smart. It's not the type of booking that Raw usually does. So I like that there's value on a title now because Bobby Lashley deserves to be valued. So does that title. And uh, I'm glad he beat Theory. But, you know, you know the guys on We Watch Wrestling, Vince and Matt, they hate Theory. And it's not they because, hate Theory. It's not Why? because you're supposed to hate him. But when I look at Theory, I see a young John Cena. Like, I see the prototype. But the same size... The same build, like there's a picture of Theory throwing punches on Bobby Lashley from um, from behind, and he looks like John Cena throwing punches. Like, I just think that, like, you know, like he's like the bad John Cena. And when John Cena was the prototype, everybody hated him, even though he's supposed to be a good guy. But I just think that this Austin Theory guy is just a fucking. You want to boo him, and I think he's a really good heel. And I love that he tried to cash in, but he didn't get didn't even get the fucking chance. So I I think he's good as as well. It is funny though. It's almost like you get to watch a corporate environment, like when a new boss comes in and he has his guys, and then people get demoted and all that stuff. It's very clear that Theory's not a Triple H guy because oh yeah, of, he lost the U.S. title. He didn't cash in he lost yeah it's very clear that vince was very high on him and triple h isn't sold on him yet yeah i love that uh and you see also a little bit of an aew influence also with the pairing up of like bailey coming back with two wrestlers all of a sudden wow there's a faction there's three of them and now you know ms maurice and chiampa are together you know that's like a little faction and you're starting to have all these little factions. And I was like, wow, it's funny how they're doing that. But it's it's great. I think it's great. Um, the uh, Mysterios, uh, the whole, fuck, Judgment Day, leave it. Mysterios. Yeah, it sucks. Leave it. That was, I didn't even, if there was going to be an intermission, that was my intermission. 11 minutes and 5 seconds was whatever I needed to do was that. You do have inter- you have multiple intermissions per show when you fall asleep. I know, but th- I wasn't asleep. This was Saturday night. I had nothing to do. I was <laughs> I watched it here at the house. Here on my on my uh, laptop. Um my uh, oh, I was going to say on your laptop. I was going to say you talked 
Blake out of turning off Northwood's Law on a Saturday night. Holy shit. <laughs> I will say this. I thought I was doing great on Jeopardy all week until they I realized they were repeats. <laughs> like I thought I thought Matt, I thought they were already gone into the tournament of champions and I didn't recognize anybody but Matt Adomio. <laughs> and then I watched the uh, fat John C. Riley come in and beat him, who's dead now. And uh <laughs> You know, it's just like... That'll give it away. What's that? Fat John C. Riley's dead? He won't be in the Tournament of Champions? Uh, well, that you're watching a repeat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it took me, like, the first day, I was like, 19 and Final Jeopardy. That might be the best match I've ever had. I was like, next day, I was like, it comes on again. I'm like, oh, no, that was a repeat last night. Okay, I've been watching repeats all week. I'm doing very, very well. Um, Pat McAfee defeated Happy Corbin by pinfall in a singles match. You would have thought uh, Alex, as the host, would have given it away for you, but it didn't, apparently. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Oh, my God, I didn't even think about that. No, no, Alex wasn't the host. Blossom was the host. <laughs> and she had a tan. So she doesn't have a tan now. Uh, McAfee beat Happy Corbin by pinfall, 10 minutes and 40 seconds. Uh, you know, another great match by McAfee. The guy knows how to entertain. Sometimes he gets a little sloppy, but he'll pull off big moves and be like, what the fuck? Ah, it's just a natural athlete. I thought that match was... I, I, I love Pat McAfee, so anything he does is entertaining to me. Um, I like him as well. Yeah. Uh, now, again, uh, I know we get tired of seeing these guys go, but they are so great together, uh, the Usos and uh, the Street Profits. And I feel bad for Angelo Dawkins, who has been great as of late. Because all people are talking about is Montez Ford since he's been juiced up or since he's grown a size. And uh, you can call it juice. It's very apparent that's what it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He By saying we want the smoke and he wants it put in the needle and shoved up his ass. <laughs> you know, um, he. Uh, you don't double in size at 46 or however old he is. He, he does look the old. World oldest he does man. look old. He looks. He looks like Norman he looks Smiley. Looks like Otis Nixon. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Was like thirty-eight, and he looked seventy-seven. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a, a yeah. He's like uh, I saw Rod Stewart last week. I was like I remember when I was a kid, Rod Stewart looked old, and now that I see him, he is old, and he looks like he hasn't aged. How is that even possible? <laughs> he looks great. So when you have an old face, the older you get, the younger you look, which is, uh, you know, very interesting. Um, but the Usos and uh, Street Profits, this match was uh, another another great match. Uh, these guys did, filled with great spots. And uh, I remember tweeting, several tweets I tweeted during this. I tweeted this and it got a couple favorites. Uh, I just said it's amazing that when the Young Bucks do a match, everybody talks about the amount of super kicks. But when the Usos and the Street Profits do a match... Nobody talks about the super kicks. And there there are so many super kicks in that match. It was like, it, if the Young Books were to wrestle the Usos, you wouldn't have anything else but super kicks. It would just be like, you know, if they had a no super kick match, they wouldn't be able to wrestle. Like, I swear to God, so many super kicks. But you know what? It doesn't bother me because a punch and a kick are, are the same. So that's the way I look at it. Like a kick is should like 
fuck Shawn Michaels for making a super kick a finisher. <laughs> All right? Because it's, before that, it was never a finisher. It was a mid-move match. But because of Shawn Michaels, a super kick is now a finisher. And it shouldn't. That is very true. Yeah. It's because it's Shawn Michaels. And when you look at the logic behind it, that guy kicking you in the head, come on. Seriously. Seriously. What's that going to do? It's not Goldberg. Goldberg kicks you in the head. You're in for real. So <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. Doing a panel about how your brother-in-law has a crackhead 20 years later. Yeah. And if Goldberg didn't kick me in the head, I would have had many more matches with many more crackheads. <laughs> he's like, I could have had a, the greatest match ever with New Jack. <laughs> so, um, Liv Morgan, Ron Rousey, like I said, I don't know what this means for Liv. Liv is in trouble. She's all alone. I, they're trying to put her with Alexa Bliss. Maybe, but that's live light, you know. Um, <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, but Ronda Rousey might be. She's gonna be. Looks like she's gonna be a heel again. I don't care. It's just Ronda Rousey's Ronda Rousey. She is what she is. Uh, personally, I thought it was funny that she just got so pissed off at losing that she just beat up everyone. <laughs> and uh, finally, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns uh, with Paul Heyman. Um, your thoughts? Oh, it was a great match. Yeah, the uh, the uh, stunt with the ring. Yeah, that's I've never seen that before. It was absolutely uh, insane. You know, they lifted the ring twenty feet in the air, and Roman falls out. That was that was ridiculous. It's yeah, not often you can do something in wrestling that's been around for a hundred years that nobody's seen before. But that that's. <laughs> Definitely something nobody saw before. Not only that. That was very cool. But it's a throwback to Kurt Angle and the milk truck and Stone Cold and the Zamboni and Stone Mm -hmm. Cold and the beer truck. You know, it's Brock and the... I always thought he was more of a John Deere guy. But, um, you know, he's driving a case tractor. And, uh, you know, you definitely, like, Cowboy Brock became Farmer Brock. And well, I guess I guess cowboys are farmers, and uh, of course they're farmers. That's why they're cowboys because they're on the farm. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I just loved it that he came in. I loved where he he put the fucking front up, and then he climbed up, and he's standing in the front loader <laughs> like that. Is, introduces himself, and he introduced himself, but. I'm, I'm sure you saw it. the mic flip and Roman caught it like without even moving his hand. I did see that. That was like, <laughs> that was almost as impressive as anything else in SummerSlam. <laughs> like Roman did not even move. Like he threw the mic at him and he just opened up his hand and caught it like he's Darth Vader. Like it's like it was the force. It was insane. And, uh, and then just from the get-go, him jumping off on top of Roman as well, hilarious and awesome. And, you know, once again, these guys know what they're doing. And even though, like I said, everybody else is saying this, the match technically didn't make sense because they're not guys. They're guys that need to be explosive and big. And when you're doing a 10 count every fucking three minutes, it's really going to slow down the match. 
Um, but still, you know, it is storytelling, and uh, I loved it. I loved it. I, I, I love everything Brock Lesnar does, and I like everything Roman does, and, uh, you know, and the bloodline. This is my favorite version of Brock Lesnar. I really like Cowboy Brock a lot. I like the fact that he smiles. I don't know. I don't know if they got him on antidepressants. I don't know if he's on the stuff I'm on, but it's whatever it is. It's making him very happy anyway. Like, I'm sure it's uh, the money. <laughs> <laughs> he walked out. He, Cowboy Brock walked out of SmackDown, and we didn't know if he was going to show up at SummerSlam. But I have a feeling that even though Hunter usually doesn't send the jet, he sent the jet filled with money. You know. That's that's a very that's a very good point. I can't believe I didn't even think of that. He's smiling. Yeah, it's probably because of the ten million dollars he's about to make. Not that he's on Cymbalta now. Yes. Yeah. No. So <laughs> that's uh, so that's great. That's great. Just as great as that is the uh, oh the the lawnmower starting outside. Um, so yeah, so the, I thought SummerSlam was fantastic. One problem, one of the problems I thought about it, like uh. The intros are too long. Roman Reigns' intro was just like, come on, you're not The Undertaker. What the fuck? How long is this fucking thing going to be? Yeah. Like, I, I went well, for... they, were, they were in a stadium, so it took them forever to get to the ring. Yeah. But it would be nice if uh, if they could have the intros that they had in, like, 1996, where <laughs> everybody got to the ring in 20 seconds because there was no Jumbotron or yeah anything. It was just, just it was ridiculous. Moving ridiculous it was ridiculously too long and uh you know like at one part i went to the washroom and fell asleep on the toilet for an hour and i came back and i saw the start of the match so that tells you something mm-hmm. um yeah did you did you yell at blake like you yell at me no no not at all no no not at all. oh oh well, that, well that's good that's good i'm glad that i am just the one that gets yelled at instead of instead of your brother Jeff, I'm your Casey, big... you've been in here for no, an hour. Jeff, in, that, <laughs> in that situation, I'm your big brother, not vice versa. <laughs> you don't yell at your big brother, Jeff. Um, going into Raw, uh, like I said, Raw, great. You know, the the surprises on Raw kept coming. Uh, Raw was really smartly well booked. Um, you know, Becky's out. But, uh, you know, the girls, it's going to be great. It's going to be, everything's going to be great. And uh, the Ric Flair, like I said, the Ric Flair match, didn't really see much of that on the Sunday night um, as I was at a wedding. And, uh, well, that wedding was a lot of fun. Casey had a few uh, drink skis. Oh, hey. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, the return of the lakeside brawler? Oh, there was a lot there was a lot of talk about lakeside. Uh I uh-huh. kept going to my cousin, I was like, let's go to Lakeside. <laughs> <laughs> People, Lakeside is this bar that I used to go to when I was like Lakeside if it's like you know like um uh, you would have to drive an hour from my town to go to this bar on the Quebec side and uh, mm. you get to drink underage and it's it's very porkies like uh hijinks galore and fights in the crowd and and just like oh it's just anyways it was so much fun growing up and uh i used to go there all the time so we were just making jokes about we're only 50 minutes we're like half hour away like literally from where the wedding was so 
we kept making that joke, but uh, but we were out of that wedding by by ten o'clock. So, um, and you were and you were drunk, which is normally how you drove to Lakeside in the old days. So <laughs> yeah, it was, but uh, but I was not driving. Blake was driving, and I was, I see. Uh, and I was and I was uh, pretty quiet. I had the you know those Bud Light uh, Black Cherry Seltzers. They're a, they're a real they're a real hoot. I'll tell you that. So. Um, did you, uh, let's see, uh, yeah, so Bret Hart covered that. The Raw, yeah, it was good. SummerSlam, great. Flair, sweet. Uh, woo. Um, yeah, that is pretty much it. What else is going on? Anything else wrestling-wise? Besides you wrestling with, uh, whether or not you got carbon monoxide poisoning? <laughs> the, uh, Angle biography, uh, is really, really good. You should definitely watch it. Okay, yeah, the Kurt Angle one. Did you watch the yeah. rivalries with him and Brock, or is it him and Brock? I did, or? I did. I watched, I watched that as well. Um, yeah, they're, they're both uh, very good. Yeah, just Kurt's story is amazing. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's one of these guys that, uh, you know, I, I write the new joke every uh, four years, and then you watch Kurt Angle running up a hill. <laughs> 29 days in a row for the olympics and like ah, some people have better uh, work ethics than i do so yeah. yeah he uh yeah he's a he's a machine he's a freak he's yeah because i remember one time i saw you writing a story about a hill 29 days in a row <laughs> it was like 11 pages big hill so that is true yeah i was like but chef this is the same story you've been writing for 29 days <laughs> Yes, but the words change slightly. You're like, so that's... Yes, but Jill falls down unintentionally. <laughs> she fell down unintentionally in the first one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, this one had a little bit of spousal abuse. I'm like, oh, it's all on Jack now? Is that what happened? So I don't know why I'm turning you into like lower. I know why, because I've been listening to Dana Carvey today. And yeah, and all of a sudden I'm doing. Uh, try, you're turning into Lorne Michaels as I as I do. So oh yeah, I thought that was your Derek Edwards for a second. It was everything. It's it's my impersonations are off these days. So um, you know, <laughs> I've been listening. They had Mike Judge on on uh, Dana Carvey and David Spade's podcast, and I just uh, <laughs> right now people are like, are you listening to a podcast talking about other podcasts? Yes, you are, and. Um, <laughs> This is very very funny. Um, are you gonna do very funny. another podcast podcast on your show? Yes, I am. Um, but no, they had Mike Judge on, and they're talking about Beavis yeah. and Butthead, and I was like, "Fuck, I used to love doing Beavis and Butthead." And then they're saying all the other voices he did and all this. And all. I forgot about Hank Hill. How much I love Hank Hill. Like, hey, Bobby, you know, and uh, all that. It's just, I don't know. I just think it's cool. My, uh, I don't even know why I'm talking about this. So, anyways. Yeah, no, it sounds like a very entertaining podcast, that other podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, called, about Fly, right it's now. called Fly on the Wall. It has nothing to do with wrestling. And <laughs> it has everything to do with Saturday Night Live. So, yes. Um, so, I watch a show called Medical Murders. They don't have anything about wrestling on there, but check that out, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, uh, Medical really Murders. Show. Yes, yes, like Medical Murders. <laughs> like, for example your roommate unplugging a carbon monoxide detector that doesn't work and he that's right he murders his roommate so <laughs> that's right yeah i look at you made it through covid i didn't give you covid 
I'm not going to get you killed with carbon monoxide. Uh-huh. And if I am, I'm, it's because I locked you into a car and left it running in a garage and locked the garage. <laughs> the proper way. The way Weird Al's parents went. Good Lord. I know. That's happened. Um, so with that said, uh, hey, what's going on? That's the, we're going, that's the joke we're going out on. <laughs> So, and it, uh, Weird Al's parents died of carbon monoxide. So, with that said, um, yeah, what are uh, uh, what are your social handles? But the thing <laughs> is, well, the thing is, is they died in their car together mm-hmm. when their son was like a millionaire, like not mm-hmm. trying to become one. Where they'd be like, "Our son's a joke," or "Look at our son!" Like, "Look at our look at that look at that's Al. That's what he's become." And he's dancing around in a fat suit, you know, and it's just like he's a multi-Grammy winning artist who is an icon as far as his industry goes. So, you know, uh, I don't, I think his parents should have stuck around. I don't know the whole story behind that thing. Jeff, um, Jeff if you do want to know, um, Jeff is writing an article about it called The Hill. And, uh, no, Jeff is already, he said it's coming out on Netflix next month, the murder of Weird Al's parents. So, or the, the killing or the death, the death of Weird Al's parents, the weird death of Al Yankovic's, the weird, the weird, the weird death of the Yankovic's, the weird Yankovic death, something like that. Uh, anyways. Can I go to the bathroom? Are you going to be done by the time... Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was done back. with you. I was done with you twenty minutes ago. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. We just. I'm like. I'm like. Oh, yeah. We needed. We. I, I meant to ask you where you are, but now I know you're in the bathroom. Um, mm-hmm. No, no. Where? Uh, where we can find? Ladies and find gentlemen, Jeff- you don't. You, you didn't know this. Um, uh, you didn't know this until uh, Casey went on that rambling uh, diatribe about Weird Al's parents. Dying from carbon monoxide, but uh, Casey's been doing crack this entire summer. Uh, I've had to carry him through this entire podcast, and I thought I did a great job until the last five minutes there. Uh, couldn't quite pull it off. So, well, you know, the crack wears off, and uh, <laughs> and now the families are back together. Um, so the ba- <laughs> uh, the uh, yeah. So, with that said, where can we find Jeff McHenry uh, online in the future? What is going on? We know you have some big uh, shows coming up in Burlington. And I don't know if it's, I don't know if that's true. Uh, well, you know, I know I do know you have a big show in September at the Shark Tank at Loyalist College. Yes, yes, I do. Yeah, Belleville College. Yes, where uh, Casey's going to bury me, bury me again. Yeah, the bury last... me at an outdoor beer festival in hamilton and now he's gonna bury me at a at a college in uh belleville ontario so oh i've uh, been good at burying bodies (laughs) i've buried more bodies than you've had sex with women jeff that's for sure and i've buried blackbird check it out on uh, apple tv with wrestling okay we're just rambling here uh jeff uh and c-e-n-e-r-y uh, dot com. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, check check it out and uh, and and yeah, I'll I'll throw it back to Casey. Yeah, check Jeff McHenry out. Uh, his website accepts uh, cookies, and um, <laughs> check him out. And uh, 
and oh, and check out and check out, check out Blackbird on on uh, on Apple TV. It's a <laughs> uh, a great series starring um, big time wrestling fan. Uh, I always forget his name. Is it Walker? Paul Walker? No, Paul Walker's not Paul Walker. Uh, he's dead. No, Paul Walker's been dead for years. But isn't this guy have Paul Walker in his name? He has Paul something something. Well, he's, he's a fat character actor. Nobody knows his name. He's gonna be the next, um, the next, uh, you know, that other character actor. Nobody knows his name. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, <laughs> he's already been not. He was in. He played Richard Jewell. He's in the Karate Kid, the uh, the series. Uh, he's a great actor, and he's a big time wrestling fan. And I feel horrible that I'm blank. Why don't I just type in his name? Because I'm going to say his name because I want to say his name. And uh, and I'm just going to type in his name. And then I'm going to feel like an idiot that I didn't know his name. It also stars the other guy from that other show. show. Um, damn it. What's his name? What is that show? Uh, all right. Oh. Oh, I'm so close. His name is Paul Walter. Not Walker. Paul Walter Hauser. Yes, brilliant actor. Also, Greg Kinnear is on it, brilliant actor. And I'm telling you right now, Ray Liotta is going to win an Emmy for that post-mortem. He's dead. So. Um, but I'm calling it. So anyways, uh, check that out. Check out Jeff McHenry. Um, uh, check me out, Casey Corbin, on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, you know, and, um, uh, go to my Instagram if you want to see where my upcoming shows are. I usually post on there or, uh, Casey Corbin on Facebook until then. Uh, thank you for listening to talking wrestling and, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk at you next week or in two weeks. Uh, but we'll be back, uh, hopefully with, uh, Reese. Well, most likely with Reese and with Tyler Morrison coming up soon. So talk to you. In the future. All right. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.